Friends, believe it or not, <clears throat> this Shabbat marks the 30th anniversary of my bar mitzvah. <laughs> Thank you. On both the English and Hebrew calendars, it was February 3rd, 1990, and it was also Parshat Bo, which is this Shabbat's Torah portion. Those of you who were alive at the time might recall that that was just weeks after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Tyrannical regimes were falling left and right. And so I used the opportunity of this Torah portion about Pharaoh, the fall of Pharaoh's regime, to speak about what I saw at the time as the next tyrannical regimes, the next tyrants to fall, Cuba and Russia. Glad that happened. That was a joke. <laughs> I compared the leaders of those nations to Pharaoh, oppressive tyrants. A lot has changed in 30 years, right? Not so much. Parshat Bo, Torah, this Torah portion, begins midway through the plagues. Or not midway through the plagues, seven of them have already happened. And at the outset of this Torah portion, God says to Moses, go once again, that's the bow, go once again to Pharaoh. Tell him to let us go. It's happened many, many times already. Finally, after the first seven plagues, God, Moses does go to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh finally says, okay, get out. Moses says, great, we'll all go. Men, women, children, we're all leaving. And Pharaoh says, no, the men can go, but the women and children are mine. You're st those are staying here. Moses has no choice. He says, well, then we're bringing the next plague. So the locusts come. And then the ninth plague, the ninth plague. The ninth plague was, anybody remember? Ninth? Darkness. Darkness. In fact, the Torah says that the darkness, it was, it has an interesting way of describing the darkness. It says it was a darkness that could be touched. What does that even mean? It's one of the Torah's most interesting phrases. The Torah has a habit of reversing or amplifying senses. For example, uh, when Moses goes up to Mount Sinai and receives the Ten Commandments from God, we read that, mo that the people heard the lightning and saw the thunder. Now, usually it's the other way around. You don't hear lightning. You usually see lightning, of course, and you hear the thunder. They do go together. But at this critical juncture, the senses were all mixed up and reversed. What was normally not tangible all of a sudden became tangible in a different way so that lightning could be heard and thunder seen. Now, in this Torah portion, it's a darkness that can be touched. According to Rashi, the darkness became so thick that it took on substance, mass, volume. Not merely the absence of daylight, but a physical presence of darkness that blotted out every possible light. The darkness causes Pharaoh to say, okay, you may all leave now. Take your children, Moses. 
Leave only your flocks and your herds. And you might think that Moses is going to take this deal great. We can all get out. Thank God. Moses is getting closer to his ultimate answer, but this deal is not acceptable to him either. No way, says Moses. We're taking our animals. Why, does he say? Not because we need food to eat when we slaughter them, not even because of their monetary value, but for another purpose. Moses asks, how are we supposed to worship God with sacrifices as we have been commanded if we don't have animals with us? Now, repeatedly throughout the the path, the plot of the plagues, this narrative of the plagues, we learn that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Here in Parashat Bo, after the plague of the locusts, number eight, after the plague of, the, of darkness, number nine, we read that God hardens Pharaoh's heart. This is theologically difficult. After all, why would God do something that would cause us to be in slavery even one minute longer? In truth, we read the Torah text a little bit more closely. We see that Moses is the one who hardens Pharaoh's heart. He taunts Pharaoh. God had stated that God wanted to make a mockery of Pharaoh earlier in the parsha. God wants all those who read the story in later generations to come to understand that Pharaoh was haughty and narcissistic and self-sabotaging. But in reality... And here's my point this evening. Rarely in this Torah portion or in Exodus are people clearly good or bad. Rarely is good and evil black and white. Rather, all the characters here, Moses, Pharaoh, all of us, we're all human. We have both a yetzer atov, an inclination toward good within, it, within us, and a yetzer hara, an inclination toward bad. We have free will. Sometimes we use it in good ways, sometimes we use it in not such good ways. When the darkness descended upon Egypt, the text says, the Torah says, but the people of Israel had light. We had light. You might think we were exempt from the plague. Somehow our homes were like this. But that's not necessarily how it was. The, to the text just says that we had light. We had the potential to use light. Doesn't mean we actually did, or that we used it for the best purposes. Rashi notes that there were those among us who didn't want to leave Egypt at all. And those who took advantage of the light used it only to see what they could steal from the Egyptians while the Egyptians were stuck in darkness. They like, took their light and looked around the Egyptians' homes for their jewelry and their valuables that we could take with us when we left. We had access to light, but did we use it well? That's the question that I pose to each of us tonight. We know that we have light. We've invented ways to have light. But more importantly, 
or zarua latzadik, light is implanted or even hidden within each of us, each righteous person. How can we find it and dig it out and let it shine? According to, to tradition, even Pharaoh had light within him. He was not all evil. He was not pure tyrant. He had the ability to, have, to, to demonstrate compassion and act with generosity. The difference between Pharaoh and each of us is not that far. It's not that we're tyrants, it's that Pharaoh was ultimately human. Only God is God. Pharaoh is a human being. Moses is a human being. We, of course, are human beings. How often have we been like Pharaoh? Generous a little bit, but not all the way. Right? The men can go, but the women and children have to stay. How often have we changed our minds just to spite someone? How often have we refused to see the light within others or within ourselves? How often have we ignored the light hidden in the corners of our world, as bleak as it may be, and focused instead only on the tangible darkness that seems to encroach and envelop all around us? And this Shabbat may we endeavor, of course, not to be like Pharaoh, but neither need we be like Moses, who aims to embarrass Pharaoh. We need only to be human, to see the light within us and within others, amplify it, let it glow, and bring light to dark corners. May Nihiratso, may it be so.